Hi, I'm Charisma O'Keefe. And I'm Angelica Yard. And we're the heart behind the Heart and Hustle podcast. Every Wednesday, we share a new episode with our listeners on topics that range from business and creativity to leadership and innovation. We also interview some of the best and brightest in the industry and spread our love of entrepreneurship all over the internet with our hashtag, BossSoHard. We're on a mission to help you find balance in your life. Hi, welcome back. Welcome back. I feel like it's been a long time, but it hasn't been just because we recorded at Melissa's last week. So it like threw me off. <laughs> yeah, Which, it's been a long time since we recorded here. When we got to Melissa's house, I acted like I have never recorded a podcast <laughs> before. I'm like holding all these wires that I have and I'm just like, I don't know what to do. What and it's is just like, this? it was, it was bad. Not 75 episodes when I'm like in. in a, when I'm in a different space, it's just like a completely. Threw you off completely. Yeah, threw me off completely. Mess. But she was such a trooper. We like just sat right across from her while she was working. And we're like, hi, we're just going to talk really loud and interview people and invade your space for the day so i love this she was just kind of like and this is the way i'm gonna listen to them from now on and i'm like yeah same girl <laughs> truth i don't blame she you she seemed so unbothered like she just literally went about her like work and was fine like it, I know. it seemed like it was like she, she got her nails repainted like, yeah, like she, she was doing so much stuff and, like, <laughs> all sorts of stuff and i feel like it was kind of like i'm like this is probably what she does when she does listen yeah home. that's true it's, it's true so. that's funny Oh yeah. my goodness. So we're back. It's summer officially now. I think it was when we recorded last week, but who cares? Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're talking about this felt week. Like summer since, like, yeah, so summer since so. April, since like mid April when yeah. it turned from like nice to not nice. So yeah. it's officially summer. So we're doing, you just wrote a blog post on your blog about I your summer did. bucket list. I hate summer um, in case anyone did not get the memo. <laughs> if you didn't get it I last year, if you're a new an listener. absolute passion. <laughs> um, I'm not a summer person. Like, in, you know, when I was young, Younger, of course, like anybody else, I was like, yeah, summer, like get to hang Because you were in school and but, stuff. Yeah, I'm like, first of all, like I showed up to a pool party a few weeks ago in like long dark jeans and like a black shirt, and like my best friend was like visiting from Denver, and she's like, "Where's your swimsuit?" And I'm like, "I'm more of an autumn." <laughs> and she's just imagining like, I can't all the people here. there are like, "This girl, oh man!" Um, so Not yeah, that I disagree, because like, I would. All of my clothing is like dark. I yep. love layers. Like I love fall clothes. I'll even deal with like spring clothes. Not like Florida spring clothes, but like real spring when yeah. you get to wear like the light scarves that we never can really pull off here because it's oh, I wear never them that anyway. season. Um, but yeah, so I'm not a summer person, but I'm really just like, you know, the reality is, is that we're in June, we have July and August ahead of us, and honestly, September's pretty hot too, and I don't, I don't like to rush time, like, that's something that I've been learning, like, the older I get, it's just like, it doesn't make sense to look at a time frame and be like, I'm just trying to get through it, it's like, I try to, you know, enjoy the moment, and enjoy where I am, enjoy the season that I'm in, literally, so I wrote a summer bucket list to kind of be able to say, okay, well, what do I have to look forward to over the next few months? It is going to be hot, but there are things that, of course, are specific to summer that can be a little more, like, enjoyable at this time of the year. So I wrote that on the Charismatic Concepts blog, so you can go check it out and um, let me know if you have any other ideas. For and me what's your summer bucket list, list item where you are? Because I think, like, my friend is looking yeah. to travel, um, and yeah. she's going to May, and the temperature's, like, 50 to 70s in the Which summer. Which is, like, of course. I don't even want to talk So tell about me, that. tell people who live in May and in other places where it's yeah. nice. Tell us what you do during the summer because I have no idea. I've been in the South my entire life. It's hot. Yeah, it's really hot. And like John and I make the mistake of traveling throughout the year and then summer we're always home. And I'm like, we are doing this wrong. Like, we <laughs> yes. need to be traveling. Especially because he's a teacher. We and I feel like you would travel in the summer. summer. Like, yeah. We need to get, out. To get it together. But Next everyone, year. of course, on the East Coast is all like, it's hot here too, which I'm like, I don't believe you, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> So speaking of bucket lists, we're going to talk about our bucket lists for yes. our businesses, for yes, work, summer. For, for creativity and all that good stuff. True story. Um, number one thing for me is because last year, we usually have like the craziest Q4 because we're now in Q3. Um, starting literally like next week. And so uh, Q4 usually super busy for us and super crazy. And last year it was like it was the beginning was super busy. And then like in December, it was like halt. And we did nothing. And I didn't, you know, like mentally prepare for that. We financially weren't prepared for that. And we like just didn't have our lives together. So right now um, I'm taking Q3 and we're still as busy as we were. I mean, we're busy. we've been busy all year this year, but really just taking that time to kind of over be busy, like over busy. Yeah, Cause I'm not yeah. traveling at all this month in July that's coming up. It'll be next month by the time you guys, whatever. July, I'm not going anywhere. I'm going places in August. Um, I have a conference I'm speaking at in D.C. So July, I'm going to sit and have my head down and kind of do a million and one things and kind of 
kind of overwork myself. That's fine because the plan is to not do SHRT in the month of December. Like, my daughter's birthday is in December. It's holidays. It's just, it's never a good time to actually pick up new clients. It's not a good time to do work. I don't mind, like, talking to clients about starting in January. We did a lot of that last year, and it did pay off for starting off 2017 really well. So I really did enjoy having December to kind of talk to potential clients about what they needed and kind of get the ball rolling in January, starting out when the year started. But as far as taking on, like, brand new client work and anything to start December, that's not going to happen. I feel like there's a lot of, like reach out to me on January right. whatever date. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, like, we did, like, talking, a lot of talking, and a lot of people just were like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get started and started, and then it's like, you know, election, actually, that's what happened is that November, like, we voted in Trump, <laughs> so a lot of people were like, okay, just kidding. I well, need we to did heal. it because we're black women. No, Let's black women did not, but the rest of you people <laughs> decided that you wanted to do yeah. that, and so it really did affect a lot of uh, plans that people have for budgets, um, yeah. you know, especially when it came for small businesses and having health insurance because people were paying a certain amount or doing certain things for their employees and now with the new ACA possibly in the air it just has changed so much stuff so after November a lot of people had to think about their budgets and stuff differently so for us personally um, Q3 I'm just like on my like extra hustle like not that I'm never not on my hustle but it's like obnoxious right yeah (laughs) it's obnoxious right now so that's kind of my first bucket list is just to get through Q3 like completely stacked so I can take Q4 and kind of like start going into like that cool down. It's like it's like yoga. Like you go into like your cool down, and then December is my savasana. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I like it. Yeah. So my first item for my summer business bucket list would be um, I you know I just recently launched the tiny tea shop. So obviously for ever, but also for like the next few months, especially I'm going to be working on growing that. So I have some photo shoots coming up. Um, I'm really excited about like styling the items and working with some other creatives to bring like that vision to life. Um, so that's going to be fun. Um, and we're like shooting at some local places here in Orlando, which will be a lot of fun. So just a lot of, you know, marketing for that and building that brand. And then, um, it is my goal by the end of this year, as I probably said on here before to have all three of the e-commerce sites that I want. You did, you did. All shops to be up by the end of the year. So a lot of that, like we're already halfway through as my friend Morgan pointed out on Twitter, and I was like, shut your mouth. I yep. don't have time to deal with this at this moment. We're in the um, second we half. Are, we're in the second half of the year. So I really, I have started, but I really need to uh, light the fire under my butt and get um, everything done for the other two shops. So um, e- even though I'm not necessarily saying that they'll be launching this summer, I think that a lot of the, the work on the front end is going to be happening this summer. Um, so that is going to be like the main thing that I'm focusing on is growing the tiny tea shop brand and then having the other two e-commerce shops up by the end of the year. And for me, like if I'm going to have them up by the end of the year, it makes the most sense to have them live by October because, you know, obviously like, uh, November and early December are going to be big time yeah, for sales. All so it's like, it doesn't make sense right. to launch it like December 20th. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I can't wait to start my new shop on December yeah, 22nd. Exactly. So <laughs> yeah. obviously like I'm shooting for October or before. Um, so I, I do think I'm going to probably just sit down and, and make myself like a little map and be like, all right, tangible goals, things you need to hit every single week of summer. And again, I hate summer. I prefer to be inside in the AC. So like you kind of said, like, it's just kind of for us, it's a season. I know a lot of people summer, it's like, let's go outside. Yeah, and it's for us, crazy. It's a season to like be buckle indoors. down and work and just get it done indoors. So that's what I'm Yeah, I know a lot of people who've taken the summers off more than the winters off um, creative wise, just based on where they're located. And I, that life sounds so crazy to me because I'm like yeah I'd much just, rather have right yeah yeah so um good for you guys though that's awesome I think kind of my second bucket list item um is sort of uh I really need to get my personal portfolio launched in October um, we have the same one <laughs> so you have the same one so we, it, do, yeah, so we both need to upload our portfolios because it's a hot mess and I actually um we just were onboarding a client this week yesterday and she was like what else are you guys doing? Because I feel like, because she's been bragging because she's part of a large organization. So she's like, I just want to share everything. And I'm like, literally none of the things in our seven-ality portfolio have been updated. And my personal portfolio is currently sitting kind of at Studio 404, but I'm moving it to my own personal domain name and I'm building, and I've talked about this before, but I need to do that. (laughs) So uh, the later half of the summer is starting kind of like in the middle of August when a lot of my busier projects are going to be starting like offloading a lot of them. So it'll be nice to have time to kind to think about that and yeah do that thing and we're doing some huge shoots for sevenality and so it's like getting time to do that 
in August will be fantastic. <laughs> yeah, that's like, that is my other thing that I'm working on right now that I've already started and it's just like such a labor, like I've, I know everything I want to include, but right. I need to right now is decide what I don't want to include, um, which is always like the problem for me. And I've kind of been uh, thinking about streamlining some things, making some like major changes that I guess will be happening like over the next few months, but Essentially, what I want to do is I want to put my branding portfolio and my photography portfolio in the same place. Right. Um, and, of course, like, I think that in the past I've been driven by ideas of people being like, keep everything separate and, like, don't do too much and, like, you know, don't be, like, a jack of all trades and master of none and kind of how we talked before. We are just like whatever yeah. like I'm gonna do me <laughs> like, and at the end of the do day like, what you have to like do. if I it, to me if I'm proud of my branding portfolio and I'm proud of my photography portfolio I don't mind if they're in the same and they exist under the same entity anyway exactly, so it just makes sense exactly so that's what I've been kind of working towards and then one thing that I always tell my clients um is that the thing that makes their brand special is them especially like obviously like my clients that are on the forefront of their business and are the right. face of their business. I'm like, the thing that, at the end of the day, that makes your brand special is you. Um, and so I'm kind of, like, trying to finally take that advice on my own and just kind of accept, like, hi, like, be the face of your brand, even though, oh, it's, a, it's such a challenge for me. Like, I'm so good at, like, talking the talk and walking the <laughs> walk is, is a challenge. But, um, yeah, so that's something that I'm working on. So kind of, like, streamlining it, streamlining it all into one place. Um, so yeah, I, I just pretty much now have to go through and decide like what it is that I'm getting rid of, especially photo wise. And that's the thing is like, you know, I've taken like a huge step back from photography and I don't, I'm not going to say I won't ever do a wedding again because I actually had a girl who, uh, she is a professional model and I worked with her like a few years ago and, um, have photographed her like multiple times throughout the years and she is getting married and she just called me and was like I want you to photograph my wedding and again I have been before like I'll never photograph a wedding again <laughs> but the thing is is like I feel like when I know the person or I'm like connected to the event in a different way like it's I right. get excited it's a, about it's it different. Yeah, yeah it's like it's different so I am going to be photographing her wedding next year, um, but I'm not putting any wedding photography on my site. So it's going to be strictly portraits and boudoir and creative work that I do for myself personally, like social justice photography, essentially. Um, so that's going to be the only stuff that's on there. Again, it's interesting to me because right now I do not have a photography portfolio up anywhere unless you count like scrolling through Facebook and, and finding stuff. Yeah. Um, or Instagram. I people, feel like that is technically your portfolio <laughs> yeah, <but laughs> right I now. Mean, people don't no, know. Like, no yeah, exactly. Like, there's, there's no people, people, right. people in it. It's all like travel stuff, and, and places. things like that. Um, but of course, like, you know, it's, I think that maybe just in me showing what I want to show, I'm getting clients that are yeah. kind of my ideal client. And this wedding is like, I mean, if I could, plan it myself like that's what I would plan to photograph like it's just it's very me so I'm like I'm excited about that um so yeah so it's I'm gonna put it back up it'll just have portfolio it'll just have the portfolio will just be boudoir and um portraits it won't be anything else and maybe you know some travel and, and personal projects and stuff but no weddings no babies no families um <laughs> and th again I'm get not that saying, baby life that's out of the here thing is, like I'm not saying I won't shoot those things but I think that what I am saying what I've realized now is that the type of family or the type of wedding that I want to shoot is the type of person that would look at that portfolio of the things that I love and say, "Could you even shoot? If she right, doesn't Let's have it. that right. on there. I love this work and I love this style, so I am still going to ask her to photograph my family or you know photograph my wedding or that sort of thing." Um, so balancing that with doing like branding and social media is going to be interesting because I, again, I've kind of just taken a big step from it and turned down a lot of photography work so I could focus on branding. But I'm like, I, I definitely miss photography, but not weddings. Like, that's, I don't want to be a wedding photographer. So I, I don't think I'll do more than Same. one wedding. I was going to say, that sounds terrible. So no. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, this, this wedding is like, I, again, it's just because I photographed her so many times. I know her so well. Like, I don't think it's going to be your typical wedding. So I don't see myself ever doing, like, more than, like, one wedding a year or, like, one every five years. I don't, like, it's just not. Unless it's, I'm like, somebody do. that you really would yeah. like to, you know, take and a that's, picture that's of. That's the thing is, like, it's such a rare thing because most of the time, 
if it's someone that's a friend I'm super close to, I don't want to photograph their wedding anyways because I yeah. just want to enjoy the day. I mean, uh, that's not to say that I wouldn't bring my camera and photograph some stuff because I would, but I don't want to be the sole photographer because I want to, like, enjoy my day. Um, so, yeah, so it's very, very rare that this sort of thing would happen, uh, but it just so happens to be somebody that I've worked with, and I'm like, okay, yeah. So, but, I mean, I will share her images on Facebook and not put them in my portfolio, even though they're going to be awesome, but I'm just going to be like, yeah, no. Like, <laughs> Let's not Because do I don't, I don't want to necessarily advertise for that, but I am excited about getting back into portraiture and um i do have like some trips coming up where i'm going to be uh shooting portraits while i'm on my trips which will be fun i normally shoot a lot in new york which is really great i've gotten to work with some amazing people up there so i'm excited to be going up there in the fall and i think i'm actually going to be (laughs) doing um a stop in philly and uh we're deciding on a third place it might be canada it might be somewhere else in the u.s uh, but I'll be doing like portrait mm-hmm. sessions when I'm in all those locations. So that'll be exciting. So yeah, so I, it's just, you know, portfolio, getting it all together and, and trimming it down life. and, and, uh, kind of making things a little bit easier for me by streamlining and being under one, one name and one everything. So yeah. that's, so, that's my goal going into next year is to have things be like very Yeah. One person. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Totally understand for people who are, again, tell us what your summer bucket list items for your business are. Cause maybe there's some stuff that we should be doing that we haven't yeah. even thought about. And yeah. we were like, yeah, that's awesome. And we're super excited about today's guest because she is a baby jam and Dustin Ross said she smells good. So yeah, we're really excited. It's going to be amazing. I, I feel like, I mean, we've already recorded the interview, so we already know what happened, and it's great. And we're probably going to have her back eventually. So, yeah. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Enjoy. Welcome so back. Today we're I'm sorry. Su- oh, no, <laughs> yeah. you're fine. Oh, hey. What up? <laughs> we're, like, at least we're both starting, because yeah. normally we both just, like, pause. Yeah, true. Um, but, yeah, so we're really excited today, because we have Amber from Space on 3rd with us today, and she's a personal friend to both of us, and has been for a while. She's really known um, in the creative community, and she's just full of black girl magic, so we're really, really excited to have her on today. And a lot of our listeners probably already know who she is, just because, again, we all run in the same circles. But just in case um, there's anybody who hasn't heard of you, Amber, or doesn't know about Space on 3rd, why don't you give them the spiel let them know what you're all about sure so first of all thank you guys so much for having me on the podcast i'm so excited this is like a huge check off of my bucket list yay oh my god we're on someone's <laughs> bucket list i'm on my right? bucket list so hey. that makes me really really excited a plus <laughs> yeah so so a little bit about me full-time i work in pr for a tourism marketing company here in philly so I did PR, marketing, and a little bit of everything else that falls under that general umbrella. And then part-time, which still feels even more like another full-time job, I run my blog, Space on 3rd, which is a lifestyle blog talking about things that will be relevant to women in their 20s or 30s who are working and side hustling and kind of figuring out what their thing and their space is. And I also do a little freelancing on the side when I have extra time, which I never do. Yeah. <laughs> True. Girl. <laughs> what is time? What is extra time? <laughs> Can't relate. I don't know her. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> She's not available. Exactly. She never picks up my calls. Um, so I'm super excited that you have been talking about creative audits, which is like such an amazing and interesting idea. And I want you to explain to our listeners what that means and what should they be doing and how to prepare for one and all this stuff. So please talk to us about it. Yeah, so I think, you know, you read all these blog posts and articles about time management and how to get more done, work your to-do list, but none of those things ever really advocate for spending time just on brainstorming or resetting or charging or evaluating how things have been going. So that's kind of where this idea of a created audit came from for me, just really taking the time to say, this is time that I'm going to spend just focusing on figuring out what I'm doing that's working, what I'm doing that's not working, what I'd like to change, where I'd like to be in the next six months or a year. Because you can spend all your time getting stuff done, but then at a certain point you hit a wall. Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, girl, same. <laughs> yeah, I'd say like, and I, I do, I feel like there's all this talk about like productivity and like here's how to spend your time and here's how to divide up your day. But there isn't really a lot of time for brainstorming and, and a lot of things that are like integral to the creative process. And we act as if those things don't exist and we're not doing them, which we all are. Right. Um, But it's like you're not allowed to make time for them for some reason. Yeah, and I think a big first step with that, too. So I actually took this entire week off of work just to really 
focus on doing that and kind of figuring out where I am now and where I want to go next. But I think a huge first step is just looking at all the things that you spend large amounts of energy on or large amounts of time on and figuring out are all those things still serving me the way that I thought they were? Are they still worth spending that same amount of time and energy on? Or do you need to kind of make adjustments or change some things up a bit? I say that's something that I feel like I definitely struggle with and I have to like do often just because yeah. like I'll have so much going on and then I'll be like wait a second like why am I doing this and yeah. also is it even like if, if it's not like moving me forward let's say like in my career or whatever then, is it still yeah. actually bringing me joy because I think sometimes right. you just kind of get into a routine and you're like well this is the routine I set up and I have to do all these things and you're just used to getting them done and at a certain point it's like why am I actually doing them yeah and i also think being like multidisciplinary uh creative means that you do so many things all the time Mm -hmm. and so you never take time to sit and think think, about what you're doing because you're doing so many different things and it's like all the time all day (laughs) yeah for me i have to like leave orlando to think i don't have time for anything yeah and that's me. That's my life. Yeah. I'm like, I think I need to schedule one of these. This sounds it like... sounds like like creative spring break almost. Yes. Like... Yes. Exactly. I, I like that. I call it the mini creative retreat. Ooh. Okay. Sometimes you just need to take a day or two days or however long is really necessary for you and just say, I'm just going to block off some time. I'm going to put my phone on Do Not Disturb and I'm going to just figure stuff out. Like take time. People don't put enough value on taking time to fake, to like make the plan. Everyone wants to just like execute the plan, but you have to take that time first to kind of do that prep work. Is there anything specific that you do that helps like get you in that mindset when you're about to like make the plan? Um, I think a first thing is definitely just locking myself into a space. So I already know for like the rest of the next couple of days, I'm going to spend a lot of time just in my apartment just kind of secluded from everyone else and all the distractions mm-hmm. and then just really taking the time to ask myself questions like just becoming really inquisitorial about myself so what has made you happy in the last six months what things have you done that you hated doing in the last six months what big projects have you been putting off because you've been distracted by other things if you could change any one thing about your schedule, what would I change? So just going through all of those questions first and then taking a deep dive into the ones that need more attention. I feel like that's better e-course. <laughs> like uh, I would take that right? e-course versus yeah. like any other e-course that people have. Could you please package yeah, that up and sell it? it. We Thank need you. It. <laughs> oh my gosh. So actually. you have like an amazing nine to five. Like your regular job is really awesome. Um, and it keeps you very busy. Like it's not, it is a nine to five, but it isn't a nine to five, you know? Cause it's like, it's, it's tourism and travel. And so it's like, you're doing all these cool things. I follow the like visit Philly. So like I see you on there and stuff, which is awesome. Um, and then you also have a side hustle that's really busy, like busy and you're a huge presence like online. Like I feel like I know people that do it full time and I see them less than you. Like you're, you always seem to like be doing all the things. Um, and so doing those two things can be really taxing, which is it's why it's important, of course, to like take dedicated time to like reset and like, you know, that way you can stay productive. So do you take time like monthly, weekly, daily? And how do you find that perfect amount of time that works for you? Yeah. I think finding the, the right amount of time for anyone though is just gonna come through trial and error. Like you need to try a couple of different things. I mean, that's how it probably worked out for me for sure. Just try a different couple of schedules or taking different chunks of time off from all of the work to just focus on you. And you'll find like the right flow that fits your needs. For me, like a huge part of keeping myself productive and energized is taking my mornings and just making those like completely about setting myself up for the day. So I'd rather wake up at 5 a.m. and know I have time to read a book, like read a couple chapters of a book or pray or meditate or stretch or journal before I start like jumping into work or jumping into editing photos or scheduling social posts. Like just knowing that I'm gonna have at least that hour and a half or so to just focus kind of on myself puts me in the right mindset to be able to focus on everything else during the day. I love that. And I think most people wake up and they just go straight into it. And we've talked about this before in the past, how that used to be kind of like our lives. Like we would get up and then check our phone and be like, oh, I got to do all this stuff today. But really taking that time out to plan your day, especially when you have a nine to five, which seems impossible because you're running basically on your work schedule, um, is very integral to, I think, keeping peace between having a nine to five and kind of a side hustle. 
exactly like there are some times when I come home and I'm like I'm turning off all the notifications on my phone because I don't want to be distracted by other things that I think I need to do right now but realistically they can wait while I focus on something else that is more pressing truth so um when i was in philly everybody i was like before i went to the happy hour at the block connect and i was like oh yeah i'm coming up with like kind of i know amber and everybody's like amber's the best so <laughs> i feel like everybody in philadelphia knows who you are who's a blogger at least on the online space and having those people who know who you are it's because you're so engaged online on social media on instagram on twitter and everything so what are some steps that you've taken to have this audience who knows you so well i think just being myself, honestly, has been a huge part of that. Because now that it seems like every week everyone's starting a blog, and there's kind of like this formula for how to do it right. Like, you post this kind of picture, and you write in this kind of style, and you have these kinds of routines, and then everyone will follow you. And it just gets old, but I don't think I've ever really fallen into that. I've been really adamant about just being who I am genuinely online as often as I possibly can. And so I think that gave people something real to actually connect with. I don't want, I never want to feel like I'm one of those bloggers who are just like aspirational, like you could never really speak to me in public. Mm, yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I genuinely feel like all the people who take the time to read what I write or follow me on social, like, I think they're all awesome and I'm so grateful for that. So if anything, we're just friends on the internet. We're not like two different tiers of people, which is, I think, the... It kind of like it's just a thing that happens with bloggers and their readers. The more, the longer you do it, and the more of a following you gain. And then I think just being consistent. I, I really do try to stay as consistent as I possibly can. I mean, life happens, obviously, but if I can be posting, I make sure I do that as regularly as possible. You are. I was like, she's consistent. consistent a. You are like the <laughs> queen of consistency. Girl. Like you're the consistency queen all the way. Like. You like whenever I go to your blog, like you it's always have something new, <laughs> and I go to your blog a lot. So I'm just like, and then I'll read it, and then I'll be like, man, I need to like, I just wish that like you could like come down here once a month and like make us get our blog life together no, because you are, just, <laughs> you are very very consistent. It's hard though, like because it is balancing a nine to five and balancing like trying to be 24 and get my life together in like every other area and being a sister and a daughter and a friend so like there's a lot and it happens but I also think people have this vision that consistency means that you blog like every day three times a day and you post on social media 24 7 it's like if consistency for you is that you blog twice a week and you throw an Instagram up every once in a while, then that's fine. Just do it that consistently. She said you know? twice a week, and we're both like, like, girl. Like, we're making the same, like, girl, face over, like, girl. We can get it to twice a week, which, like, sometimes I'll I'm like do twice that. a month. I'll do that for, like, a hot minute. Like, I'll be, like, two to three times a week, and then all of a sudden I'll, like, drop You'll off for, like, a month. You'll be gone for, like, four yeah. weeks. <laughs> yeah. No, there's, like, no, every day is not even. Post, like, Beyonce, then disappear for a little bit. Yeah. I, for me, I blog a lot after I travel and then like, well, yeah. not right after. I take like a month to just like keep all the travel to myself and remember it and have it be like my like little special thing. And then when I'm ready to like look through all the photos and like edit them, whatever, then I'll like blog a whole bunch for a few months. And then I'm like, okay, I'm good. I'm not, if I'm not going anywhere for the oh most my part, God. I'm like not good. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I definitely get into those phases. Like right now, there's no new post up just because I'm working on a longer series that's taken just a lot of time to get together. And I'd rather just like wait and put up actual quality content that just throw stuff up for the sake of saying there was yep. something on the block. That is my problem. Yeah. Yeah. I like my posts are so long, like it's 10,000 to 15,000 words, y'all. Yeah, your so posts are like all me. I novels. can't do that every week. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's emotionally draining and it takes a lot of time. So I'm fine. With my, whenever I show up, I'm Beyonce popping in and then pop out. <laughs> but I feel like even as a blog reader, I'd rather know that every once in a while I'm going to get a great post than every day of the week I'm going to get, like, Yeah, yeah this is out, true. You know? Yeah, it's true. Absolutely. And that's why I'm still subscribed to your blog and not a lot of other people's. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, that's what I, I think that's what's so amazing about your consistency is that it's good. Yeah. And I feel like there's, like, I used to follow these blogs and they would be consistent and they post on, you know, Monday, Wednesday. Friday or every day or whatever it was but I felt like I was getting so many filler posts that it were just kind of like nonsense right um or posts that like were longer than they needed to be because they weren't providing information the whole time 
Um, and I was just like, this could have been like, uh, you know, like just a quick, like two paragraphs. And for some people, like for some reason, people feel like they need to stretch it out. Like your posts are long by nature, Angelica, because like literally they like, they're packed with so much yeah, information. I feel like I'm going to school. Angelica's blog posts are like literally whole e-courses. Yeah. Like I feel like I'm going to school. Like yes. I feel like I'm taking like a little mini course. Like when I, I and so I settle in with like a, like, you know, I make sure that I clear off my desk. Like it's like, you know, just like get clear in my <laughs> mind. Cause I'm like, I'm settling in to learn. Cause I'm going to learn something. Um, and so I'm like, I feel like you either do it like that or you keep it short and sweet and packed with info, um, which are both two great ways to do it. But I feel like a lot of people try to just like drag it out and it'll be about nothing and it'll be like every single day. And, and so I think I stopped following a lot of blogs because of that, because yeah. I think that people made it seem like, consi- like you said, consistency doesn't need to look like every single day. And I think a lot of people thought that it needed to. And so we're seeing a lot of blogs. that's just like constant nonsense. <laughs> um, and I'm like, no, thanks. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> so it's like, hey, it's a waste of space. It's a waste of your time. Exactly. It's a waste of time. <laughs> True. So we're all pretty um, active readers and a lot of our listeners are active readers. Uh, so what books would you currently recommend for creative side hustlers or full-time entrepreneurs? And you could even throw in a few like novels in there, you know. Yeah. So my reading list since November 2016 has been a lot of fiction. Just because the news is a little too real over here in the state. Yeah, girl, so I bridge. <laughs> well, I don't need any more of this realness because I'm getting my fair dose. Um, so yeah, I read a lot of fiction, a lot of novels, but... When I'm thinking of like books that have helped me creatively, the 99U series by B. Hans, there's three books in that series. I think one is called Manage Your Day to Day. The other one is called is all about like creating the perfect routines. And they are such great books for anyone who's really trying to hone in on like that creative mindset and figure out where do I start and how do I kind of get my bearings. They're all on Amazon and they're super cheap too. And they're great quick reads. You can literally bang them out in like a weekend You'll want to take notes. You'll be post-it noting throughout the entire series, but it's packed with gems, like quality, quality, quality gems. Okay, that's what I'm doing this weekend now. (laughs) And and I also think that everyone should pick up Year of Yes by Shonda Rhimes. Yes, I love this book. Oh, my God. So good, and I feel like she's the shameless Maya of, like, (laughs) True. Yes. True. You know? Like, if you think about it, what if you just looked at all the opportunities and just constantly put yourself in a place where you were just like, yes, I can. Yes, I will. Yes, I am. It's a really powerful book when you get into it. And I highly recommend that. Yeah, I really, really, really love that book. And I, I think like because I read it like two years ago and um, I pretty much like have decided that I'll probably read it like once a year, every year, if I'm not like saying yes to things because I tend to not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Um, two other books though The Four Agreements I think everyone should read The Four Agreements at least once in your life just to kind of it puts things into such perspective and I think it helps to simplify things that we make too complicated and you can apply it to almost every area of your life that sounds awesome I'm adding everything that I haven't read to Goodreads so (laughs) I feel like I do that on the show all the time people give us book recommendations I'm like I'm going to add that to Goodreads right now. <laughs> now. <laughs> and then the last book, which is probably one of my favorite books of all time that I make anyone who ever asks me for a book recommendation to read, is um, The Alchemist. Yes. Everyone should read The Alchemist at least once, if not once a year. Well, and I love that you pointed out, like, that you've been reading fiction because, like, the news has been, like, really heavy and real. Because when I started out the year, like, pretty much after the election, I was like, all right, I'm going to, I need to, like, educate myself and prepare myself I'm like I'm gonna read every just like heavy woke book that I can get my hands on and so anything that I didn't already read I was like I'm reading it now and it was it got a little depressing because it's like I there was no (laughs) escape like normally reading is my escape so I'd go from reading something that has me like either mad or crying or whatever and not about like fictional characters but about like real life and then going from that to like reading the news so just recently like one book ago I switched over and I read like uh, a dystopian like nonsense (laughs) so a reality again well no because it was like (laughs) it was like not you know like dystopian whatever like it it doesn't feel real like it just feels so like far from getting there (laughs) 
It'll say it depends. It depends on what the book is for sure. Like when I read the circle, that I was like, this still feels like bothersome. But the book I read, Children of Eden, it was like this is not like this is not gonna happen, and it's fine. It's cool. Um, but yeah, so I kind of switched over to like reading stuff that isn't so heavy in that sense. Um, and now I'm like, oh my god, I feel like rebalanced again because I have like that outlet of reading stuff. So I think I'm gonna do like every other book, like. I'll read a yeah. book that's heavy, and then I'll switch to a book that isn't so heavy, um, so that I have that, like, escape. Yeah. I started rereading, and Chris, when we talked about this, the Harry Potter series, the beginning of this Yes. Year. And it genuinely has made me such a happier person. I actually listen to the Harry Potter series, like, every single time. I was about to say, I feel like Chris probably listens to it, like, Like, I'm always rereading the them, so it's, like, it does help. But I, it's also not, like, for me, it's not the same as, like, picking up a new book and, like, going down a rabbit hole just because I'm constantly reading it. So, like, my yeah. mind doesn't know to be in a state of not reading it, if that makes sense. Like, I'm just constantly reading it. And I also listen to it, like, while I work, if I'm doing, like, any design work or photo editing, like, because I don't need to, like, because I'm one of those people, I can't write and listen to words. So I can't listen to, like, music that has words or anything because I'll just type whatever someone's <laughs> singing or type whatever Jim Dale is saying on my Harry Potter Audible station. <laughs> Um, so basically I listen to it like while I'm designing or while I'm editing and it's like great. I listen to it every single day. So John is like, he's, he'll go to work and then he comes home and like, I'll be like halfway through like another book and he's like, well, you didn't wait for me. <laughs> so he never <laughs> listens to them in order. He just listens, like, he'll listen to chapter three and then he'll get home and I'm on chapter 18 and you know, that's his life. <laughs> I don't know. I just cannot. I really, really tried to get into audiobooks. I really did. And I just can't do it. You know what though? I, I don't blame you. The only audiobooks I'm into are Harry Potter. I can't do anything else. I think it's just because I've read them so many times, like, so I know yeah. them. So now it's just kind of like hearing somebody read to me what I've already read. But as far as, like, you know, trying out a new book, I cannot do an audiobook, no. I feel like I miss every detail, every character's yes. name. Like, I don't know anything but the title. Yeah. When I, I don't even know how you would read a, a fiction book, listen to a fiction book on Audible and or an, an audiobook, and, like, and that's crazy. Like, you know the, the Girl in the Train book? Like, so yeah. many people. That was, like, that was that a was the Audible yeah, like everybody was like doing I that on Audible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. I need to like pause and I need to like close my eyes and be like, oh my goodness. And then sometimes like when I when I feel something coming, I need to like read really 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 fast because I'm like, oh my god, this is about to happen. And then like I'll get to it, and I'm like, oh my god, this happened. And then I need to like take a moment <laughs> and breathe. So I don't think that the person is gonna read that way. <laughs> I know. I just like finished reading um the Wrath and the Dawn series by Renee Adier. Mm. And that book, in the second book especially, there was some stuff that went down, and I was like, oh, I had to keep putting it down and walking away and coming back. Like, and you can't do that with something. Yeah, you can't. Yeah. I mean, you can pause it, but, uh, like, it's not the same. Not the I'm same different. feeling. I'm reading Eleanor and Park right now. Oh, it's so cute. Yeah, I, I got it at a... um. I got it in Charleston at Blue Bicycle Bookshop like a few years ago and it was a signed copy, but it was like the same what? price. Yeah, the same price as a regular book. I love Rainbow. And I picked it up and I just haven't ever read it. And so I decided to finally read it because again, I was like, I need something light. And um, <laughs> I like, I I started it last night and I ended up like, I was supposed to go to bed at like a normal person time and I went to bed at 3 a.m. Of course you did. Um, so like... <laughs> John like went to sleep and I was like I was like man I should go to sleep right now because I can't be trusted but I was like it'll be fine like I'll go to bed like in 30 minutes and it's like no I mm -hmm. read until like my eyes hurt so I'll probably honestly go home after this and finish it. It's fantastic so I don't disagree. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Book title. What book is this? Uh, Eleanor and Park. But, oh my gosh, yes, my favorite book of all time. Isn't it cute? That's what, so, like, everyone's, like, going on my Instagram and writing to me, and they're like, this is my favorite book of all time. And I was like, okay, okay, okay I don't know about that, down. but it's adorable. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, one of my probably one of my favorite YA Yeah, I was gonna say, for YA, because I have a very low tolerance that, that one I'm YA. able to read. So. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so, think, um, Rainbow Rowell in general, yeah. I to pick up a book from her that I did not enjoy. I didn't like her last one, but that's just me. <laughs> I think it was because it was like a, the, based on the fan fiction of the book before. I'm gonna read them weird. all by like next week and weigh in. Yeah, so. <laughs> we'll, we'll, all, we'll be here. We'll like we need to have a Skype meeting and to talk about it before this becomes. My ring morale. Yeah, which is the book before Carry On, and I can kind of tell that I'm not going to like Carry On. Yeah, so I might not read it, but I already bought it because the cover. Was mm -hmm. Me and my friend both did not like Carry On, so. 
I think you, because we read very similarly, and a lot of the books that Amber reads, I read after, or I'm reading like right now, <laughs> Panchico, and you're like, I gotta read that now. Yeah. So we read a lot of similar yeah. books, so I can I can tell you that. Um, so I, you've worked with Corey Woodard to rebrand Space on Third, which you know mm-hmm. I know Corey from the internet because I feel like we all were blogging around the same time. Um, which yeah. the rebrand looks fantastic and it looks so awesome. So what made you decide it was time to rebrand, and what made you choose the elements that you guys worked on? So. I was thinking a couple of days like I'm doing now to kind of figure out what I wanted to do next and what I was doing that I loved and what I wanted to change. And I was just realizing that as much as I loved Amber and March as a blog, I couldn't see it becoming anything more than just the blog. Right. And that kind of bothered me. I felt like it was a little bit limiting, you know? Mm-hmm. And the more I sat on it, the more I realized that I just needed to make a change. And I, and I quickly realized that I didn't need to just like change the blog side. I needed to kind of start from scratch and take some of the old elements of what I was already doing and add in some new stuff that I wanted to try. And so oh, I was actually sitting in a meeting at work one day and someone started talking about third space theory. And once I like heard this, it kind of like clicked and I was like, that's, that's my brand. Like that's what I need to be working on. And basically third space theory says that there are three different spaces. First space, which is like your home. Second space is your job or your work. And then third space is kind of like all those extracurricular spaces where you meet people, you network, you create, you recharge, you revitalize yourself, you figure out kind of what your thing is. So it's like coffee shops and libraries and co-working spaces and places where you can gather with people It's super welcoming and you can kind of find your people and where your tribe is, so to speak. And I was like, that's what I need to create on the internet. And then Space on Third was born. Yeah, when I read that, like, in your about, I was just like, I mean, you already know because I, like, told you, but I was just <laughs> like, yes, I love this, this is amazing. Like, it just blew my mind because I just love, like, a good branding story that actually, like, right. makes sense and, like, goes deep like that. And I feel like nowadays, like, you know, you ask people, like, oh, how'd you come up with your name? And they're just like, oh, I just like, you know, stripes or whatever it is. Um, and I just feel like yours, like, it's just so intentional. It, it's filled with so much purpose, and I love that. It's been, it was, I think it was literally the best decision I could have made. And it just happened so naturally. Once I figured out what that thing was, the rest of it just kind of, like, flowed. And then joining forces with Corey, she was able to take all the little thoughts I had in my head and just make them an actual thing work. Yeah, it's amazing. I, I really love it. It's probably one of my favorite, like, rebrands of all time. Oh, thank you. And I do categorize them <laughs> in, like, a top 20 because I'm weird. <laughs> so we already spoke about taking a creative audit, but you also love to, like, do a good website audit. So what are three steps that everyone should take when they're doing a website audit? Yeah, I always say if you don't check anything else, like, on your own site, check these three things. Check all of your links all of your images and then check like your conversions based on whatever goals you set. So like starting with links, that's just reader experience. Like you should at least every once in a while go on your blog like your readers do. So if you have a post that has 30 links in it and then 10 of those are broken, those need to be fixed. Or if there's a page that linked to like a book and that book page longer, that you know like fixing all of those things. Just because that's the worst when you go on a blog and like you think you're about to get this really good resource and you click the link and it just doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. All the time. And, then, <laughs> and it's just like, oh. And then images, just because, especially if you're producing a lot of content, there's a good chance that, you know, you started off with some images that weren't as strong as newer ones you may be working with. So anytime you can swap out images to make them more engaging, more shareable, more pinnable, I always recommend doing that. And then conversions too. So if your goal for your blog is to have people eventually go and follow you on social media, but your current layout like buries all of your social links, like that might be something you want to address. Or if you want people to spend more time on your page, and there's not enough stuff on the page to engage with, that's something else that you need to probably consider making a switch on. I definitely agree with all those things, especially as somebody who's blogged for a long time. I don't do these right now, but... (laughs) 
I used to when blogging was like my like my life gold. Because you go through so much time and you forget to like go back and look at what you've done in a long time. I will do when something pops up on my buffer and I like click on it. I'll be like, oh, I'll go back in and I'll kind of like update things through that way. But you should set aside time. It's a good practice to like go through your website and go through your posts. Now, when you have like 600 blog posts like I do. So (laughs) one day this week just to redo my entire Pinterest and then go through an update. I have a list of old posts that need to just be updated with like new images or fixed formatting or just like new information since Mm -hmm. it's been posted has changed. So just doing that as often as you can, it just will save you a lot of time and grief later. Truth. So you are all about speaking and doing fun workshops, and um, you were amazing at the panel on blog at the Blog Connect. So I got to witness firsthand your awesomeness. Um, what advice do you have for creatives who are looking to go out there and have make their voice known and do more public speaking? Yeah, I think networking is just key. Find the creatives in your community, in your neighborhood, in your city, in your state, and figure out how you can do something amazing with them and support each other. If there's not a space for you to speak already, consider just creating your own. Reach out to local businesses and shops and people who'd be willing to maybe give you a venue for a low cost or no cost, and then collaborate with local brands who are looking to get a little bit more exposure in front of an audience like yours and figure out ways you can elevate each other. So you can create the speaking engagement for yourself while also getting to showcase like an awesome local brand. So just things like that where you're really kind of paving your own way. I definitely agree with that 100%. I think that's the advice I always give people because people are like, oh, yeah. you speak so much. And da, da, da. And I'm like, if you go to my about page and look at where I was speaking, 90% of it beforehand was like Orlando. And then I, right. once I got all that speaking experience down here locally with my friends who had workshops or meetups or whatever, then I was able to pitch other places and be able to travel that way. So yeah. definitely agree. So the and I've, I've been oh, just kidding. doing a lot more live workshops too, just locally, because I love meeting my readers. So it's great when I can say like, oh, I'm hosting a workshop on Instagram on this night and then have 30 or 40 people come out. And it's it's a great time. And it's not a lot. It's not a ton of like, like heavy pitching for yourself to get into someone else's event. So sometimes creating your own space is really just the answer. By the way, I almost just cut you off and you were like so focused that you didn't even like stop. And so I'm sorry that I almost cut you off, but I also love your focus. You're like, I'm just not even going to listen. <laughs> <laughs> you need to come speak down here, by the way. I do. But I need to come. You guys need to let me know when your humidity is calmed down because my goodness. Yeah, about oh, that. We won't so even talk about that. <laughs> don't come until at least October, but most likely like November. November. <laughs> yeah, like come November, December, January, February, and that's pretty much it. Like because yeah, you never know. And I was like, this is not of God. Like, what is this humidity? Yeah, and like Miami, it's like a little different, but it's it's just bad either way. Like, it's just, it's not good. Yeah. Yeah, we were there at the same time and we like missed each other, but we were there like for like maybe 12 of the same hours because I was speaking down there and you had like your conference and stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's bad. Like, that's when the weather was starting, like just starting to get bad. So take what you remember from that and times it by a million and that's what we're sitting in right now. <laughs> Yeah, that is not a- <laughs> it's pretty rough. Um, but yeah, so the internet is just basically full of amazing inspiration, but it can kind of be like overwhelming to like figure out like what you're going to follow because, you know, I feel like curating a feed that makes you happy and inspired is important because there's just a lot out there. We don't, we, we can't see it all. Um, yeah. So what like Instagram feeds or Twitter profiles or websites are giving you inspiration at the moment? And where do you look for inspiration when you're offline? I think... Yeah, I think a big a big point is to not try to oversaturate yourself. You know, you have to limit yourself. You can't always be taking an inspiration, or else you'll just be constantly inspired but never creating, which is problematic. Yeah. <laughs> so I try to like limit how much stuff I do kind of let myself gaze into, especially online. But I do spend a lot of time on Instagram. I have a couple of bloggers who I love following, like Kelly Brown from And I Get Dressed. I think her Instagram is at It's Me Kelly B. Her outfits are always on point. She's always traveling, and she just curates her feed so well. The way that she edits her images and showcases spaces and different things. And she also has just a killer personality, too. That's awesome. Um, Allie Lehman from The Wonder Jam. Yes. Yes, yes. Love her. She's doing the um, 100-day challenge. And she's yeah. doing 100 days of photo styling. And, like, if that's not going to inspire you to get your photography life together, 
Nothing will. True. Yeah, we love her. She's yeah. fantastic. We've had her on here, and she is amazing. Amazing. Yeah, and she's Ali Powell on Instagram. And then Lydia Hudgens, who's a photographer in New York, who literally, like, she's photographed, like, everyone's favorite bloggers. Like, any East Coast-based blogger, I feel like she is their photographer. Her feed is also awesome. And she has a YouTube channel as well, where she posts some videos. But I also love, you know how the Explore page, it'll show you those videos, like, random videos they think you like. I love when it shows me bullet videos or, like, planner organization videos because that really motivates me to kind of like get my life i love planner organization videos and i love baking videos like where they like do piping and everything is like really organized and like Uh it's just so satisfying to see like how organized it all is i'm like (laughs) on my discover page now because i was searching these people to write them down and right now it's like watercoloring videos which have been my jam because i'm doing the watercolor thing for the 100 day i did i sent one to amber and it was because i was gonna i had it with me the whole time i was in philadelphia and then i got home and i was like i never gave this to you it. Yeah, I brought it, and <laughs> oh, I just you never. Did it there. You, yeah, no, yeah. I no, I did it here, but oh, I brought it brought down. It. Wow! And I had it with me the whole time, like literally oh, at the conference all day and everything. And then I got home, and I was like, mm, "So this is not where it should be." And I just mailed it back to Philadelphia. So, oh my goodness! Favorite thing that's in my room right now. Oh, thank they're all so pretty. I feel like you need to keep all of them and like. Just I put them on this wall right here. won't keep all of them, actually. I know you don't. <laughs> it kills me, though. I'm like, it's you You love your your family, like your little babies, and you let them free. So, so. if you want to just let them free at my house, you can just set them <laughs> I already got your address, so, you know, FedEx overnight. Um, so, what upcoming projects are you working on? What can we look forward to seeing from you? My next big thing is for sure going to be video, and it's taken me way longer to get this together than I thought it would, just because video is a whole other beast. Truth. (laughs) I'm getting closer to my I'm ready point, and I just want to start making videos for YouTube just because I feel like we're at that point where it's like that's the next thing. Like if you're not doing at least videos for your social channels, like you're going to get a little lost in sauce. And I also just kind of like having that knowledge too so to be able to say I know how to film and edit video is something that I personally want to achieve myself especially being a freelancer it never hurts to just add to your skill set and I love that you're adding it in the right way like you're actually learning it you know what I mean as opposed to just like rushing through it because I know we talked about this in March and that's when you started filming right yeah yeah that's good though. I mean, you're taking your time. Yeah, with it, no, so. filming is it takes a long time to figure out what yeah. you're doing and and um, watching David go through his stuff. I'm like, good for you, because I wouldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> so I know that from firsthand experience of watching, it is a lot to learn. It's just a big different universe. It's like completely different. Yeah. Do you have any speaking engagements coming up that we need to fly up for? <laughs> Nothing on the calendar yet. I'm working. I've got a lot of requests to do another live workshop. I did one yes. in May. And so I'm going to do another one, hopefully either next month or early August. The last couple of weeks have just been insane for me work-wise, so I haven't got a chance to really sit down and plan it, but that's one of the things on my list for this week. That's awesome. And we'll be up there in October, so. Yeah, well, let us know, tweet it, and we'll retweet it so that our listeners can uh, find out, and if they're in the area, or even if they're not, they can head up and uh, be a part of all that. Yeah, I love that. All right, Love. Well, thank you so much for talking to us and taking time out of your day. We know that you have, like, two full-time jobs plus, and you're super, super busy. I feel like you're always giving back to creatives all over the Internet, which is super amazing. Like, I just feel like you give so much of yourself, and we both appreciate it, and we love having you as a friend. Thank you guys for being the best, like, online friends and the best podcasters ever because this podcast has grown so much. You're so sweet. Oh, amazing. Oh, your baby Jim. We'll we'll have to have you back on soon because we love you. I'll come on anytime you want. Awesome. (laughs) Well, thank you. Bye. Bye.